This episode is brought to you by people being in other rooms when you're trying to record the podcast. Um, this isn't a product. It's not a tangible item. It's just something that fucking happens. And it really makes it awesome for someone that's trying to record a podcast um, when you could hear the TV and people in the background. Um, so thanks to our sponsor for that. As you guys could tell, I'm really fucking triggered today. And let me just, there's a lot of things going on that we're going to get through together. And this, you guys have became my friend to talk to when I have problems in my fucking life. And today is going to be more of a Angelo ranting and kind of bitching uh, type of episode, which a lot of people seem to like because I do, this fucking mic is in my eyeball. Hold on. Um, I do rants on my Snapchat story about just stupid shit that happens during the week. And I usually do like three or four of them on my Snapchat and people love them. So maybe you're going to enjoy me ranting today, but I'm just giving you a fucking disclaimer. Also, the video podcast has been so fucking, I've never been more stressed out with a thing that I try to do than a video podcast. Um, I'm, I try to, obviously I don't give, I, I've given up on like visual, uh, fucking making you guys come from the visual shit. Um, by that, I mean making you guys enjoy what you see in the video. I've given up because I can't, I just can't do it. So I used to have my laptop here and then I record with my phone and I wouldn't have anything to look at like while I'm talking about shit. But now I have, my laptop is like next to me balanced on some fucking thing and I don't know. It's just it's just a pain in the ass. That's the first thing. Let's get into... Let's do the questions first, okay? Um, Nathan says, tell us about your childhood. So, okay, Nathan, let me tell you... I'm, I'm not going to get too into this because I could go about my childhood for quite some fucking time. But I'm going to try to make it good for you guys to, to experience me talking about. Because that's the whole fucking point of this podcast, right? Um, when I was a kid... I'm going to talk, like, just just sum up every fucking grade school for me. Um, I lived in a white, very just fucking clean-ass, like, bitch fucking suburban neighborhood, right? Like, all the kids were fucking snobs. Like, everyone had to stick up their ass. All the parents were, like, very strict. But in my home, we were very, like, cool. I feel like we were the only, like, one of the only cool families that, like, we, we didn't really give a fuck about normal things that people care about. And we would always be like in the pool, like yelling, super loud family, not yelling at each other in the pool, but you know, like having a good fucking time. Um, my family's very loud, so we'd always have big family parties over. The neighbors would come over sometimes, the ones that we fucking liked. Then there was like times where like there was like people that hated each other in my neighborhood. And there were some fucking psychopaths uh, down the block. I've told you guys about the woman that drove into the net when I was... This is this is for the visuals out there. This is the car. This is the net. She drove into the net. Um, the woman that when we were playing hockey, she was so fucking triggered that she drove into our net when we were playing. That was one of the psychopaths, right? That was like on this side of the fucking neighborhood. Then you had like this cul-de-sac... And, oh my God, there's so many stories I could give you guys. Um, <laughs> there was a cul-de-sac where, the, like, these backyards of two women's houses, like, kind of met each other. So if you're in, if she's in the backyard and she's in the backyard, they can just, like, chill out, right? There was no divider. So these two fucking people hated each other so much 
that she, this is like, you guys aren't even going to fucking understand what I'm saying, but just act like you know, all right? Um, these two people hated each other so much. Just to give you a gist of how my neighborhood is, one of them made a voodoo doll or like a scarecrow and like tried to make it look like the neighbor and hung it up in her fucking backyard and did a bonfire and like lit the thing on fire and like is like a fuck you, I'm gonna burn you type of thing. So that was the type of shit that happened in my neighborhood. Then there was times where, you know, my mom is a fucking fighter, man. Like she can, when it's time to yell, like my mom will take the fucking win. She will, she will yell and you'll, you lose because she's louder than you. She fucking definitely is more intimidating than most people I've ever met in my life. And you just kind of know, my mom's yells so like good that it's almost like, Maybe I should just, you You think in the back of your mind, like, I'm just going to stop now because she's so, like, I'm so fucking scared that she, you win. It's just for, you win. You could, that's fine. You don't have to yell. It's fine. I'm wrong. That's how, that's how she yells. Some people yell and they, they make you want to get louder than them because you're like, oh, fuck this. You're a pussy. Not with my mom. Um, so she, there was a time where these girls were bullying me on the bus and, dude, it was like, honestly, it was fucking bullshit, okay? I'm trying to sit on the bus, and they would, like, fucking hit the back of my chair every fucking two seconds. And it was like, okay, listen, you fucking cunt. Can you just let me sit down? I wish I could have said that, but I was, like, seven. So it came more out as uh, me crying and running to my mom. And these girls, they were, like, probably, I don't know, I was, like, third grade. They were, like, sixth grade. And they were just bullies, man. They were fucking mean. And my mom ended up following the girl. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so we went to the bus stop. We would meet at the bus stop every day. And they would treat me like shit and bully me, right? I was bullied by two women. So for all you women that are like fucking equality and all that shit, it, yeah, women, you're stronger than men because I'm a fucking... I was scared of shit. I was scared by just one of them. So whatever that means... Um, they were fucking bullies to me and it was the roles were reversed. Usually it's two guys picking on one guy or two girls picking on, not with me. When you're fucking this skinny, you could get picked on by girls, man. So, um, my mom like saw her at the bus stop. She drove me to the bus stop and saw this chick and I think like called her a bitch and said like, leave my fucking son alone and then chased the bus on foot um, <laughs> the bus came and my mom was like in this, like yelling at this girl, not like fighting her, but yelling at this girl. And then she got on the bus and my mom like was running after the bus and like whipped her phone at the bus, which didn't do anything because you just broke your phone. Um, then my mom went to the girl's house cause she lived right by her house, went to the girl's house with me and fucking screamed at the woman. And then, uh, yeah, just that was fun. That was one of the things that happened. Then, let me let me think of another story. There's so fucking many. My mom called, like, my principal a fucking cunt before and just would really give it to the people. Because, to be fair, though, it's not my mom being a it's psycho person. It's really not. It's, the, it's my mom being, like, sticking up for her kids. There was plenty of times where teachers, like, didn't treat us right. And like the principal story I've told you guys, my mom would fucking stick up for it. And so would my dad, but my dad wasn't really there a lot because he was at work. So it was like my mom giving it to these motherfuckers. And I got to give her respect to that. 
Uh, my dad, on the other hand, he or oh my, what did I even fucking just say? My dad, on the other hand, uh, he had a lot of fucking moments like that too, man. My dad, one time I was in the car. My dad had like kind of like road rage, um, and when you're in the car for like two hours a day, three hours a day. It's very easy to get triggered, and he would drive like an hour to work every morning and an hour back. So there was a time where I was in the car with my dad, and he's very like me in the sense of, or I'm like him, in the sense of like being a germaphobe. So this woman, now the train's going by, so I'm sorry if you could fucking hear that. This woman at the Starbucks counter handed him her coffee like, or his coffee like this. Now if you can't see what I'm doing, I'm whole, I'm like imagining that I'm holding the top of a coffee cup, right? And your fingers are all around the top. It's not a regular cup hold. It's like this, cuck hold. It's like this. Um, <laughs> and she held it like this and gave it to him. And it didn't seem like she spoke English, but she definitely had to have. But I just remember her like, it seemed like she didn't speak English, but she definitely did because she worked there. But he was like, no, hold it like this. Like, put a new lid on because you're touching where I drink from. So hold it like this and give me my cup, please. And she's like, okay. And then she grabs the cup like this and fucking comes back with the claw hold and hands it to him. And he's like, no, please, fuck. Just hold the cup like this. Don't touch. He must have said it three times. So now she changes the lid and does this again. So now he grabs the cup and is like, you know what? Fuck you. And she, right when she closes the windows, he whips the cup of coffee at the fucking thing. And it like splatters all over. And I was in the car thinking like dying fucking laughing because that was hilarious, obviously. Um, but those two parents can only... Like they, I don't know how the fuck I came from them too. I don't really have the anger that maybe they displayed for me. But at the same time, it wasn't all bad. There was like, and it wasn't even uh, half bad. 90% of my childhood was really great. I grew up in a very nice house. I had a fucking pool. I had a ton of friends over all the time. My neighbors were kind of cool. Some of my neighbors were fucking psychopaths, but like one or two of my neighbors were really cool. Um, and you know, we went to Disney World a lot. It was very like, good for the most part. It was just when I was like seven or 12, 13 years old when my parents got divorced. That's when I kind of started realizing like, you know, I fuck, I, I don't really have to listen to either one of these people, which is kind of shitty, but it's like interesting, you know? Um, it's hard to d deal with two divorced parents because not only am I like, sometimes I'm under my dad's rules, sometimes I'm, I'm under my mom's rules, but it's like for the majority of it, I just am like set the rules for myself and I'm just like, well, my mom would probably not like this. My dad would. So fuck it. I'm just going to decide on my own. Um, when I was in grade school, I had like B's and C's. I don't know if I already said this, but I'm saying it again. I had good grades when I was in grade school and then I obviously fucked up after my parents got divorced, but I used it as like a milking it thing. Like I would sometimes like if I did really bad on a test, my teacher would be like, are you okay? Like, you didn't even fill anything fucking in. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, this divorce really just, really just fucking made me upset. I can't focus. And that was fucking bullshit. I didn't really care. Um, I was, it was almost better for me that my parents got divorced than it was that they stuck together. But um, as, when I was in school, you know, after I was in, like, getting B's in grade school, then middle school came around, and I just started failing fucking everything. Like, I remember having straight D's in, like, eighth grade. Freshman year, I don't know if you could see what's pulled up in the back, but what's, what I tried to pull up was online gym class. 
Um, and I failed gym in freshman year and I fucking hated gym because it wasn't about like me being a lazy piece of shit, which I definitely am. It was just like, I didn't want to, there was kids that would be in my gym class that were fucking sweating. Their light blue shirt was dark blue because that's how much they were sweating. And they were like trying to impress the girls in my class. And I didn't give a fuck about all that. I got girls from like making them laugh and like having fun. These kids got girls, I guess, from like being the best athlete in fucking school. So I failed gym and I would just come to gym class and tell my teacher, look, man, you see this, you see what I've got going on here. I'm not a fucking runner. I don't want to play fucking, I did like badminton, but I don't want to play basketball. I can't dunk. I had fucking seven foot tall kids in my class that were dunking at like freshman year. Fuck you. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I can't shoot over them, so, and I can't even shoot to begin with. So it was just, I'm not an athlete, you know? So I took online gym, which would give me pictures like this. I know, I wish I could really pull it up, but it would, <laughs> it would give me pictures like this and would say, you know, do this pose, whatever the fuck that is, do this pose for 30 seconds, and then log in how you feel. And it would be like different yoga poses. And then it would say, you know, do fucking whatever this woman's doing for two minutes and I would do that and then I would write like man my abs feel fucking so good and then uh there would be like a gif of like a guy doing this and it would say run for 30 minutes today and log in how you feel and I'd be like man I'm fucking beat I really just ran my ass off today and it was just a lot of fucking bullshit but I got to be in that class and um I'm thankful for my teacher fucking kicking me out because that was the best, that was, I never really got bees, you know? Anyways, that's not, it's kind of about my childhood. There's a lot more that we'll probably go into in the future, but this is already 15 minutes and it's just one question. And I have other things I'd like to talk about. So let's move forward. Sam asks, why do you work at Buckle? All right, if you don't know what Buckle is, let me get, just to really set the mood for you visual people out there. This is Buckle and it's the fucking best, baby. This is the Buckle logo. Throw that up right there. <laughs> Um, Buckle is a job in the mall and it's a retail job. I've talked about it a little bit before, I think. And it's just, you know, it's like Levi's, Tilly's, whatever the fuck you guys have, Zoomies. Our mall has Buckle in one of them, in one of them. And whatever the fuck I just said. Um, our, um, I really need to just reset. Our fucking mall has Buckle is what I'm trying to fucking say. Um, what is Buckle? It's a store where you could buy flannels, you could buy a lot of country style shit, there's shoes there, there's boots, it's kind of like everything. I have to give it respect before I light it the fuck up. Um, I do respect the fact that Buckle has a very like laid back home office and like customer service. Like not just my store that I worked at um, or work at. Um, like when you call HR and you like have a complaint, they're very cool. And I feel like a lot of other companies would be like not at all like that. And I feel like the company itself is kind of laid back. And I've met like one of the top guys around the country and he's super chill. So I have to give it credit to the point where or in the sense of like as a company, it's probably really great. But for me, I'm a hard like it's hard to employ me and have me work for you because I do a lot of shit on my own. You know what I mean? Like I have this job already where I'm fucking selling shoes. I obviously have this podcast. I'm trying to pursue a fucking 
career in comedy um, and I already know what it's like to make money and I understand the value of money. So when it comes to like trying to dangle a check over my head and make me do whatever you want, I can't fucking do that. You know, I'm not like, I can just, I look at things like, all right, I can make that money in my bed. Like I could literally wake up butt fucking naked, beat off and then sell shit and have people sending me money while I'm beating off. Um, <laughs> or whatever, you know, the point, obviously I don't really do that, but the point is like to exaggerate how easy it is sometimes for me to make a couple hundred bucks where at, at buckle, you have to work very fucking hard to make a couple hundred bucks. So any job for me is difficult because it's me. It's not the job's fault, but, um, I worked at buckle because I, I believe in like, you have to do a lot of things that you don't want to do in order to think about or envision where you want to be in your life. So if I fucking hate working this job, um, I'm going to think about what if I was on stage doing stand up in front of 5 million people, 5 million people, 500 people even, um, you know, and I, it puts my mind in a different fucking place and it helps me like dream during the day and it helps me like, um, I don't know. What the fuck is a word? I wish I could sound smart sometimes. It helps me fucking, I don't know, doing, I'm doing this. So it helps me figure out where I want to be. It helps me take this big goal and really just narrow it down to like, this is what I want to fucking do. This one thing or these three things, and this is how I get there. But uh, sometimes it, the training of myself and like making myself work there and being miserable all the fucking time it got to a point where I just can't. I can't do it anymore. And you guys remember me talking about my wonderful boss, Melissa, and she really was wonderful. She was a great fucking manager. I got a new manager now and new people working there and the fucking environment's different and I just hate the fucking job now. And there's a lot of times where I feel like they're doing things. Well, here's what I learned working a job is that people, when, when you label someone manager or like lead sales or lead whatever, those labels give the person such a fucking ego boost that like, oh, I'm manager now, so I could manage you. Like you shouldn't, that's where I feel like a lot of, like there should be A, no, not even, it shouldn't even be like that. It should be fucking red, blue, and green. And like, that's it. Like red people get this amount of pay. And sure, that could maybe be, the managers and the sales position people. And then blue people get fucking, I don't know, that's where the stock guys are and the inventory is. There should be some structure that doesn't give people some like unfucking earned entitlement when it comes to like, oh, I'm the manager, so I get to tell you whatever the fuck you, you have to do. Really, motherfucker? Because I'll just walk out. Like, I really don't give a fuck what you tell me to do. At the end of the day, and I would always say this to my managers, and people that work for, or like work like above me, I would just tell them like, you know, at the end of the day, I could just quit. So you can sit here and think that you're going to tell me whatever the fuck I have to do. And sometimes I'll do it because I do respect the fact that I am an employee. But when you try to like overdo that and you're like making me grab shit and laughing at me just to like be a fucking piece of shit. And I know that you're doing it because you're trying to be a piece of shit then it's not a salesman talking to a manager anymore. It's two people talking to each other. And we're the fucking same. If not, I'm better. Because you're fucking 35 doing this job. I'm 20 and I got a lot going for me. You know, I'm trying not to be a piece of shit, but I'm also trying to be a piece of shit. Um, 
And, you know, it's, it's hard to explain. I don't want to, I'm not going to like say anyone's names, but overall, my experience at Buckle has lasted about, I don't know, 16 months or 17 months. And just yesterday, I officially quit. And it was part my fault, part their fault. But just remember, for all you people out there, remember that if you work a job and you hate your job, that's completely fine. You should think about what you're going to do when you get home and get home. Like when I get home, I'm messaging my customers. I'm doing some things that are fucking are me having fun, you know, playing Fortnite, playing NHL. Those things are me having fun, which everyone needs that, I think. Okay. If you, if you want to have happy time, you have to fucking do some things that you could have actual fun in or having sex with a girl or going out to eat or whatever it is, whatever your thing is. Everyone has to have that. But you can't fucking work 10 hours a day, hate your job, and then come home and try to force yourself into like doing what you're passionate about. You can, but it's just very hard. I did it for 16 months. I would work, come home, and then do my podcast. Or work, come home, and like do some fucking bits on Snapchat or on Instagram or whatever it is. And I don't consider that work. I consider me talking to you guys. This is like became my exit and this has became like my passion. I love sitting down doing my podcast and I love making people laugh. And I'm now starting to write my own fucking stand up and write my first 15 minutes. But it's like, how am I going to fucking really focus in on those things if I do have to work like 10 hour shifts or eight hour shifts or think about buckle for fucking 10 hours a day. Like, so I just felt like it was interfering with what I'm doing. And it takes a fucking very like self-aware person to be able to think like, can I, and like the money was great too. So it takes a self-aware person to be like, you know what? I'm at the point now where I need to take two months off and get these fucking bios written down and submit them to comedy central and have this meeting and go here and go to New York and do this and film my podcast and get my fucking podcast guests on. There's things I need to do right now that are just more important than buckle. And even though these things don't involve me making money, that's where the substitute substitute comes in where it's like, do I stay at buckle and make 300 bucks a week? Or do I take a loss, spend money, go to New York, do this, try to fucking spend some time on my own shit And then possibly like get a fucking career out of it. You know, it's a risk reward thing. And yeah, so I don't know, maybe I rambled too fucking much there, but that's just, this is how I'm feeling. So the, the, by the way, the cons of doing a podcast and not having a lot of fucking friends is that like, this is what I hope, like, I wish I could talk to my friends about some of the shit I talked to my podcast about, because I honestly feel like it's at the point where I open up more to you guys than I do to a friend in person. Like, is that fucked up or is it good? I don't know. But some things I want to talk to you guys about, and I just want to give you the full story. So I hope you guys enjoy them. I think you do. But yeah, my, my the point of all that shit was um, if you're trying to trace your, your chase a dream and you're trying to get money at the same time, a lot of people need money to fund their dreams. So it's hard. But if you could just work a fucking work a year, save some money up, then stop and then focus on you and then try to like keep it in moderation. Take two weeks off, take three weeks off. Luckily, my job did let me take a couple weeks off and do my LA trip and stuff like that. But I'm at the point now where I just feel like I I don't need the job anymore. Not financially. I don't have that much fucking money, period. But I don't need the job in the sense of 
I've gained confidence in what I want to do in my life, and I'm kind of ready to go all in on that and stop fucking trying to balance shit out. Anyway, speaking of jobs, let's talk about... Um, I was talking with a person the other day, and I was saying how fucking much I love Chick-fil-A, and they were like, I'm not going to Chick-fil-A. And I was like, why? And they were like, this is my transition, by the way. So the whole... We're, this is a new topic. Um they were telling me how they would never go to Chick-fil-A because the, I think I have the, this pulled up. You can't read it because it's going to be backwards. But it says, if you really love LGBTQ people, you just can't keep eating at Chick-fil-A. That's a that's a quote from this article I'm reading, which is on Hunt, Huffington Post. All right. Um, this girl told me she would never eat there because, and I, you're a listener of the podcast. Shout out to, you know who you are. Um, you would never eat at Chick-fil-A because... The guy is like against gays and he's anti-gay, the CEO, um, and he's like very sexist and he's a piece of shit. I don't really know a lot. So I brought this this up. This article says, um, when I was growing up, there was a few things. Okay, she wanted lunch at Chick-fil-A. It's very delicious. It was kind of, oh, I was the kind of gay that that doesn't go unnoticed. So this person that's writing this is saying how flamboyant he is when it comes to being gay. Um, you can imagine how upsetting it was for me when Chick-fil-A's president, Don Cathy, proudly came out as a homophobe by claiming, quote-unquote, we are inviting God's judgment on our nation when we shake our fist at him and say, we know, this is, the, this is what they do, we know better than as to what cons- constitutes as a marriage. I don't even know what the fuck I just said. Um, basically... The this Dan Cathy guy like came out as being a homophobe, I guess, and said like I believe that a male and a female is the correct way to marry. Like that's how I believe marriage should be. Period. I don't fuck with men and men. I don't fuck with men and men, and I don't fuck with a woman and another woman getting married. You know, um, so that's basically what he said. And now everyone is like, not everyone, and it's not even now. After that statement, people have realized, like, fuck Chick-fil-A, I'm fucking, I'm gay, and I love chicken, but I'm not going to go to Chick-fil-A because the fucking, let me just explain to you, you guys are thinking way too fucking hard. You know what I think when I go to Chick-fil-A? Here's what I do, I'm driving, and I'm looking around, you know? I'm looking, hey, I'm fucking hungry for good chicken, and I don't want to go sit down somewhere because Cheesecake Factory takes 45 minutes. So, oh, look, a Chick-fil-A. I'm going to go eat their fucking food. I don't give a fuck if the CEO has killed someone. I'm hungry right now, so I'm going to go fucking eat my food. That's kind of, that's all it is. This quote says, if you care about queer people or you yourself are queer, you absolutely have no business eating at Chick-fil-A ever. It's really that straightforward. No, it fucking isn't, okay? If I'm hungry for chicken that's kind of shitty, but it's fast food and it's better than Taco Bell, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. If the CEO doesn't like gay people, it doesn't mean the minute I eat chicken, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck you, you're a faggot. It's not how it works. I love gay people personally. I've worked with plenty of gay people. I've hung out with gay people. I've talked to gay people. There's nothing wrong. I don't even like calling them gay people because they're just, we're all people. You know, we don't have to, they don't call us straight people. Like, I don't walk around saying, hey, I'm a straight guy. I'm a guy. I'm over, I think it's 2019, It's well, it's about to be, 2019, everyone's over all that shit. So you can't be like, 
I'm cool with gays. I'm cool with whatever. And then not eat Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? I think that's actually not the point. The point is that people who are gay aren't eating Chick-fil-A. But fuck you guys. You know, it's like eat, just eat food. Enjoy your food. It doesn't fucking matter. There's so many of these. This is another article that says 14 companies to avoid if you support equality in America. Hobby Lobby, Curves International, never even fucking heard of that. By the way, look at this woman. (laughs) If you can't see, I don't know what's going on there. Exxon, American Appeal, Miller's fucking Miller's. Urban Outfitters, these are all like companies where the the people behind the scenes, the CEO and the management, they're like sexist or they fired a woman for this or they had a problem with a black person or a gay person or whatever the fuck. And it doesn't mean that if you shop there, you're supporting their like, I don't know, man, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is the where we realize that I'm different. Um, Walmart seems to constantly get itself into scandals. They were recently critiqued for a fat girl section of their Halloween costumes. Like, dude, okay. So maybe they were trying to be nice. That one's kind of fucking, okay. It's not that weird though. That one's weird, but I would still go to fucking Walmart if I, if I needed something from Walmart. You guys are missing the fucking point. People like to pick these things. It's like, I don't know, man. The point is, if you don't go to Starbucks or you don't go to Chick-fil-A or you don't go to one of these places because you don't believe that their CEO supports your same beliefs, you're a fucking asshole, okay? Because go there if you want clothes or go to Starbucks if you want coffee. Go to Chick-fil-A if you want chicken. It doesn't mean that you support their fuck you guys. You know what I mean? That's um, I'm over this topic for sure. Um... Thank you guys for letting me rant and bitch because this is what I love to do. Oh, one more thing. Let me fucking, let me talk to you guys about this guy. So Toy Story's new um, trailer just came out and I'm the, I'm a big Disney guy. You know, I fuck with, I fuck with Toy Stories, Woody and Buzz and fucking Lil Peep, all the, all the characters in there, Billie Eilish, you know what I mean? They're all in there. Um, God is in it. I love Toy Story characters. Um, this is a new character that came on. Okay. I can't even look it up. His name is Forky and he's in the new, um, okay. This is the new Toy Story character right behind me. His name is Forky. He's going to be in, I don't like how I say R's by the way. I feel like I don't know how to say my fucking R's. Fork E. That's how you say his name. Look at him. Okay. This is the new character in Toy Story 4. And I guess the point of it is supposed to be like, Kids create their own toys, so he represents a toy that someone just made. Guys, we live in a world right now where kids have iPhones when they're fucking five years old. No kid, I guarantee you, the amount of forkies that have been made in the past five years is under 100. And there are 7 billion kids in the or people in the world. That's a low fucking number. You make a... This character dedicated to kids being creative and shit in a world where they should have made a little iPhone. It should have been like a little screen. And then in the in the movie, in Toy Story, they should have made it like the screen was not anywhere as near as cool as the toys. And they could have really just buried this screen character. And then it would have shown like toys are cooler than 
fucking apps and shit, so go buy toys. But not today. Uh, Toy Story throws out, or Pixar throws out some unrealistic fucking bullshit, poor excuse of a new toy. And I'm fucking pissed off about it. So, fuck this guy. Fucking, dude, it's such a joke. And then, like, the bottom is, like, like glue and then two wooden sticks. Give me a fucking break. No kid has ever... Kids, when I was a kid, which was 15 years ago, we didn't even do this stupid shit. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I just... Just shit like that pisses me off. Look at his fucking... Look at his face. <laughs> just such a joke. That's a joke right there. Look it up right now. Look up Forky Toy Story 4. That's not realistic. Okay, I'm not even gonna keep going about this because I just it just pisses me off. Um, I was gonna talk. I was gonna make fun of people that get tattoos and they fucking I don't know. I, I should probably just do the sneaker part now. Thirty three minutes. I've, I'm just exhausted of bitching, but I'm very my stress is like like I'm not stressed out anymore. You know, I woke up stressed out. Now I get to rant and bitch a little bit, and now I'm chilling. So. These are the Sesame, let me, let me change this lighting really quick. These are the Sesame V2s. Fuck, man. Now the lighting needs to be changed again. These are the Sesame V2s, and I just got them in hand, and I'm just not a fan at all. I think these are so fucking boring, man. Like, first of all, this looks like a cream, all right? And this also looks like a butter. And this also is a different shoe. So when it comes to just like lack of creativity, when it comes to the, these V2s that they're releasing, man, I just couldn't be less fucking, I couldn't be more flaccid when I see this shoe. If you don't know what flaccid means, that's when your penis is soft, okay? This shoe could not make me more soft. This is a size 10 and a half. I'll give it out for retail, 220, just because I fucking hate the shoe. If this shoe was going for 350, I wouldn't have even picked it up. I picked it up because uh, I actually got it in a trade deal. But fuck these, man. These suck so bad. It just it made me hate V2s as a whole. Also, I these are just kind of shoes I have laying around. I have these Fear of God Vans, which are a great fucking collab. You know what I like about this collab, by the way, is that Fear of God is all fucking over it. And this is like their iconic, like, uh, what's it called, font. And it's very Fear of God. And then Vans part is the whole shoe. It's a Vans low shoe. They got the thick white insole. It's very fucking clearly a Vans shoe. So that's when, like, a collab kills it to me when both companies are very clearly displayed on the shoe. That's what makes a good collab for me. When it comes to, like, what was the other one I just ripped on last episode or, like, two episodes ago? Um, I don't know. There was an off-white Timberland. I could pull this up. Off-white Timberland boot. You can't really see it, but like... Okay, this is supposed to be Off-White's Timberland collab. This is behind me. You can't really see it because it's not up close and I don't have it in hand and I can't show everything. But it looks like a fucking regular Timberland shoe. There's nothing special about this. They should have put diagonals on this back black part right here. They should have done something to like give it that off-white fucking mark. They should have flipped the logos upside down, destructed the fucking, I don't know, man. Like, this, this is a shitty example of, of uh, what's it called, of a collab. This, 
is a great example. And shout out to Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt just bought these from me actually. So he actually got his pair. I ended up getting a second one on accident. But if anybody wants a size nine in these, let me know. Um, otherwise, any of the other collabs, like from the, the this, God, I can't even talk anymore. Any other Fear of God shoe that you guys want, I can also get, was what I was trying to say. And speaking of boots, um, Yeezy just restocked, I think it's on yeezysupply.com, they just restocked all of these fucking Yeezy boots that like never really, I don't know, they never really like officially released or people just didn't really care about them, but they're, I think they're called, I don't even know what the fuck they're called to be honest with you. There's like the crepe boot, there's the combat boot, all of these, you can see them behind me, all of these got fucking restocked and they're 200 to $220 right now. I bought the crepe boots because I fucking love these right here. Um, I just bought a pair. I've been rocking a pair of the combat ones. They're season three. I don't think they're on here anymore. They sold out. I've been rocking a pair exactly like these. And they're so fucking comfortable. They're awesome. They're high top. I'm becoming more of a boot guy. I'm kind of losing my... Once I wore Ultra Boosts, it killed the whole fucking sneaker thing for me. Because when you wear an Ultra Boost, they're so fucking comfortable. And then when you put on a Jordan 1 you realize that Jordan 1s aren't fucking comfortable anymore. So now I only want to wear shoes with boost in them. Then shit like this happens and Kanye kills the fucking market for boosts and kills the fun, like, unique style of them. And now I don't want to wear boost anymore. So then, uh, I don't know, mix that in with the fact that I have skinny ass legs and I like to dress really nice. So all my jeans and my flannels, they don't go with a lot of retro ones. And... I don't know. Boots are just my thing now. But go to yeezysupply.com um, and check out all of these fucking boots that re-released. Re Some of these retailed at $600, $700, and they're $220 right now. So you can't fucking not buy them if you're a boot guy. Um, yeah, so I'm very stoked about that. The boot release is the biggest. Like This is the best release, honestly, like all fucking year. This is the most hyped I've been. Um not best release all year. It's the best, like, thing to happen from Yeezy all year. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of it, man. I'm going to probably go to go to bed now, take a nap. I feel very congested. I feel like when I talk a lot, I become congested. Also, these shirts, like, what the fuck is this? It says, knowledge, give of yourself. Kids that wear this shit are like the kids in school that like would wear like fucking chain, like spike chains around their neck and like probably would paint their nails to be honest with you there that's this kid or it's like the kid that is like in college that like his parents have a ton of money and he like thinks he's really cool so he wants to stay up to trendy shit fuck you guys if you wear this shit 150 bucks for this piece of shit t-shirt and it's probably Hanes um no oh, I lost it fuck but yeah, go get your boots right now on yeezysupply.com. 220 is a fucking steal, and they're great quality. It's not this. This for 220 versus a Yeezy boot, easily go with this. This should be 60 bucks, to be honest with you. The Beluga Ones and the Red Stripes are dope, and the Oreos are dope, but Sesame's, Butters, Creams, even the fucking, I just fuck this shoe, especially the Sesame's. But if you want to buy them, 220 you know, some people love them. I personally don't. 220 and that's only for 10 and a half. 
I know you guys who are, who are 13s are going to be like, dude, you said retail on your podcast, bro. No, I didn't. I said for a 10 and a half. But now I'm going to give you guys a good, good, goodbye. If there's any producers out there, I think I said this last time, please help me make my fucking content better. <laughs> um, goodbye, you guys. I don't know if this says it regular or backwards, but... Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please rate it five stars. Tell your friend about it. Next episode, I'm going to try to go for more of a funny episode and try to not give you guys more serious shit. Um, this is this is my podcast, so I kind of do whatever the fuck I want. But I know that the past two episodes have been more ranty than funny. So next episode, I'll loosen up a little bit. Thank you guys for listening and have a beautiful day. Okay, I didn't fucking press pause. God damn it. I'm pressing pause.